All right, it's 8.44. Let's get into personal mastery today. Dr. Tepiso Matenchi joins us on the line. She's a psychologist, a uh, life coach, and a personal change catalyst. That's really, you know, what the essence of personal mastery is all about, right? We get confronted by different things and we find ways to manage. Doc, good morning. Thank you for your time. Ah, good morning, family. It's such a beautiful day. Have you noticed? Oh, you know what? Uh, uh, yesterday and today have just been so beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I do. Oh, and, and it's very nice to see you. The mm. sunlight, the blue sky. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. And you got to appreciate that, right? Yeah, you do. The small little messes. The family's got a break in the weather. Let's all enjoy it. Yeah, but one thing I don't appreciate, Doc, is when money leaves my account, right? Mm-hmm. Now, now, that, now that that bothers <laughs> me a great deal. And and today, I think it, it ties in with, well, that example ties in with the, the psychology behind our relationship with money. Because I've had instances personally where I'm anxious about even spending money, right? And I'm not yeah. the most frugal. I'm no Owen Honey, but, you know, I, even I get a bit of anxiety when <laughs> I'm seeing, you know, my bank notifications go off like it's raindrops, really. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I do. So let, let's talk about that. I mean, you know, having a successful relationship with money, where do you start? And what are some of the issues that we often get confronted with? Um, you've actually put it very nicely. Um, understand your relationship with money and what are the different experiences as well as uh, the different behaviors that are associated with your money habits. Um, for some of us, our concept of what we think, we feel, and we we, 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 we we behave about in terms of money, we don't really fully understand how much of it has to do with our own personality, our own habits with regards to other things, as well as our upbringing. And you might even find that because you were brought up in a particular environment, given a particular lesson about money, and you've just completely internalized it and translated it into how you're doing things, or you are aware of it and then you've gone and overcorrected it and go to the other extreme where you're doing the direct opposite because that's what you saw your parents do. So now you want to make sure you don't end up in the same situation with that. So the first step is understand your relationship with money. What are the feelings that are actually triggered when you think about money? Mm. Now, the 25th is around the corner for a lot of people, which mm. is typically a uh, payday. Mm. But maybe for you, it was the 15th. So think about when money, as, 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 as you are saying, when money leaves your account or when money enters your account, what are the different feelings that are actually triggered? Do you actually find that you've got anxiety, like more speaking? Are you actually feeling overwhelmed because you actually realize all the different expenses that you have? And then once you identify those emotions, what are the habits that are associated with it? Because whatever financial outcomes you have, now I am not a, a, a financial guru, but as a psychologist, we actually recognize that whatever habits whatever behaviors that are associated with your relationship with money in terms of how you deal with that money, how you spend it, how you save it, what are the things that motivate your actions behind it, actually says a lot about whether you're going to end up um, growing uh, money or actually depleting it and being in the red most of the time. Mm. Mm. Doc, I mean, my next question was going to be, you know, I understand, we all, I think we all get it, that money makes the world go round and that we need it, uh, but why does it have so much power over us? Look, we are very aware of the fact that there are certain things that 
ethical goals that we, we associate as part of our self-worth, as part of our egos, as part of how we see it's an indication that we have arrived, that we are successful, that it's marked a particular milestone in our lives. And very much of what that ego is associated with, we're going to look at material things, physical things that are associated with actually uh, um, defining and expressing to other people what that success means for us. But also we might also be aware of the challenges that we are facing in our open challenges in our lives, and that translates into money. There's people out there who are unemployed, who actually recognize the fact that they're quite intelligent and resourceful. It's just that life has given them uh, serious setbacks, whether they were retrenched or during lockdown, things happened. But whatever it is, the circumstances around you, you recognize that your self-esteem, your ego is very much intertwined in terms of how you define your value and you associate with material things, which we associate with money. Apart from that, people are constantly engaging with you, whether in terms of your pay group telling you that, hey, Mel, you know, I'm staying at this kind of a suburb, but this is the kind of car I drive, and you are doing comparisons between where they are and where you are, and you're finding that you are not doing well. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it's in terms of a Maslow hierarchy of needs, where you are aware that there are certain basic things that you are failing to be able to achieve because of you do not have money, or you've got dreams of self-actualizing in particular ways, and whatever it is that you require whether it's in terms of studying or being able to uh, get for that cost or to be able to stay in a particular place. You're not able to achieve those things, which for you, you don't define a self-actualization because of money. So we understand it makes the world go around. We also understand our own abilities in terms of being able to achieve it, grow it, or in terms of how we're depleting it and how it communicates our worth and our ego is involved in terms of that. Mm. And I think at this point, when you speak about worth and egos, you speak about people's uh, life experiences, Doc, and I really want to get some comments. So I, I want to take some calls, 089-110-3377, or send us your voice notes, 071-585-6157. What sort of relationship do you have with money? Like, for instance, when you get money, whether it's a, a payment, whether it's a salary or somebody owed you, or it's a lump sum, inherit, whatever the story, how do you feel when you get it? And when you spend it, how do you feel? And how much of this money issue has an influence on you where some people are like all right fine but we haven't gone out on a date with bay in a while but hey now i must go spend two thousand i no, no no hey i think i'll i think we'll just cook at home because that happens and that robs for instance and a relationship of so much where maybe that dinner date is what you needed in your relationship at that time but because you're thinking about money now the mm. dinner mustn't happen mm. because i wanted about two thousand rand bill Hmm? So yeah, let's get some voice notes in and we'll continue with our chat with Dr. Matenji next. Today on Personal Mastery with Dr. Tepiso Matenji, we're talking the psychology behind our relationship with money. It's deeper than just Nelson Mandela's face on a, on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. It affects us emotionally and psychologically. And the other thing, of course, Doc, is it, it's about how much value we put in money for instance you know money is a big deal but how much of a big deal are we making it is is the big deal partly because we have you know invested so much emotion into the idea of money you know what i mean we dictate so much in our lives 
Look, uh, tell anybody who doesn't have money that they're making a big deal about the fact that they do not have money, and they will tell you it is a big deal. It affects your livelihood. It affects what you can and you cannot do. It affects your worth in the family, whether in a family meeting you're going to be able to make an input or not. Mm, mm. Because if also Moreki at the Saturday or at the family function, no one actually sees you. Your worth as a human being actually ends up being defined by where you are uh, and how much money you have. So, yes, money has an important integral point in terms of our ego and in terms of where we sit in our lives and how people see us and how we actually feel like we've achieved. But I want to put an angle here where we recognize that some of the relationships that actually show up, some of our money habits, are informed by how we deal with whatever tension, whatever discomfort are associated with money. Let me give you an example. We know the typical case of Moreki, that that person in the family where nothing happens, or that person in the friend group where he's always the one that is having to spend money to be able to show us how much they've achieved. Our typical cobra in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Cobrizi from the river. Mm. And we all understand the fact that when you are not at that level, you actually recognize you might even be able to see that as a level of success. But the point is it's indicating to you perhaps that you are uncomfortable with you accepting where you are and the sacrifices and limitations and constraints you're going to have to exercise in your life to be able to shift from this area of discomfort. And that might mean recognizing that, no, I am not going to, I'm going to have to start getting a job working in the low level uh, shop front to be able to at least start accumulating what I need to be able to accumulate. I cannot be able to spend as much as other people are spending. And for me to deal with the discomfort of not being able to be that Moregi, like Cobrizi, or to be able to show the family that I'm just as important and I have an input to make, I need to deal with the discomfort myself. And so you look at what it is that gets triggered within you and what are the habits that you need to be able to cultivate to to align with where you want to go long term and the sacrifices that are going to have to put into place. And you don't necessarily have to negotiate with people. If you are comfortable with them, then start activating that in terms of your behavior change. Mm. Right, I'm going to spend the next uh, two minutes on uh, a call, Doc. Um, Perhaps uh, we've got Peter on the line. Peter, good morning. How are you, sir? Very well, and you, Peter. Thanks for holding. What would you like to say or contribute? Before I say anything, I just want to say thank you to your team who have made it possible to the brother this morning in the spot quiz. However, thank you, and also Caesar for his contribution towards it. Then I go to my own problem or to general problem information. So, why is it it that we work so much, so much every day and night? It seems that the mountain is still big. Even you have all these thousands of millions in bank accounts, like it's not even enough to pay the bills and others. Okay, so why do we work so hard and still not have enough to pay bills? Is that what you're asking? Yes. Is that what's happening with you, Peter? It's what's happening exactly with me, yeah. And how but do what I'm, like, how, yeah. I pushed every day of my life to see that things are, are being perfect the way it should, but still, you still have the mountain that is not even clear to reclaim. Sure, and you, you reckon the problem is the fact that you're not earning enough money? Is that what you're saying? Even if I earn enough, as I think now, I push enough as it is, and I still have other problems which you cannot even touch as it is. Hmm. Doc, I've got Peter on the line here. Um, he's basically saying no matter how much he makes, this the mountain doesn't move, and obviously emotionally it's not sitting well with him. 
Um, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I'm un- if I'm understanding you, Peter. So perhaps you can have a conversation of air. But if you are if you are recognizing that no matter how much money you are having in your bank account, and no matter what financial responsibilities you have, and you're trying to climb the mountain of bills, the sense of fulfillment, the sense of enjoyment, the sense of you feeling like you've achieved your variety is not registering. That speaks a lot to how you then define what actually are celebrating your milestones what it is that validates your success. And when I say success, Peter, I don't just mean financial or career. I mean internally as well as externally, but also what contributes to feelings of you, feeling a sense of accomplishment, pleasure, enjoyment, feeling good, confident, and content. It could be a whole lot of things that are, that are, that are involved. And then also what improves your sense of self-efficacy. That within, your, within yourself and that other people recognize that, you know what, you are good. Because whatever it is that you're defining as all of those things, including what you think is happiness, it's not necessarily only defined in the money. Sometimes you find that people with very little money, and see this all the time in the township, where people with very little money actually seem to be enjoying life much more. Mm. They seem to be happier than people with a lot of money. Mm. So let's redefine those things for you in terms of what you are defining as happy and contentment and pleasure and enjoyment. Right. Mm, mm, absolutely. That is such a powerful thing you said there, Doc, that some people who don't have as much money are enjoying life more than those with money. And all yeah. we have to do is then go through your Instagram uh, uh, <laughs> uh, timeline to see <laughs> exactly what that looks like. Oh, yeah. Goodness me. We're out of time, Doc, but such an important conversation. And thank you so much for being a part of it. It's been a pleasure. And I hope you guys have a good weekend. Thank you. Will do. And thanks for that call from Peter. Uh, I hope all will go well there. The bridge is coming up next. We are out of here. Monday in the bag. Monday in the bag. Oh, I'm going to be on uh, the Insider SA on SABC3 today. Oh, nice. So check that out later on today, and uh, you'll find out more about my skydiving experiences and more. Yeah. We're going to see you screaming. No, no screams (laughs) yet. Good morning. That's a good day. And good vibes. Good vibes.